I finally put in the work, decided to say, you know what, today's the day to shoot. And I'm here, I got new shine over here, so you know, we're shooting, we're going live. So what's the name of the podcast? Podcast name is Leveling Up. Leveling Up Podcast, you know what I mean? The reason I, we call, I call it Leveling Up because that's the way of life. Uh, this is the way that I go about my life on a daily basis. The moment I wake up, you know, I try to level up every day, trying to get better, you know? That's, that's amazing, man. Absolutely, absolutely. So Leveling Up, first podcast. What is it you trying to bring to the audience listening to the podcast? Well, what I'm trying to bring to the audience is yeah. that it is, yeah. it's knowledge. It's, um, you know... Um, you know, teaching people how to, you know, start their business, you know, um, who to talk to, guidance, mentorship. Um, it was hard for me growing up, you know, trying to get those, those um, you know, those information and knowing how to start my business. You know, I started um, when I was in college. I knew that's what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to open my business, but I didn't know, I didn't know exactly what business I wanted to do. I remember starting off um, thinking that I want to be a, a music producer or a personal trainer. Um, you know, property management. You know, I got introduced to real estate um, since I think around 2006, and you know that wasn't really the road, the goal, the the, the path or the goal where I thought my career would have ended years later. But real estate ended up being, you know, what it is for me, just because at some point I was like, you know what, I think I love business. I need to set a plan. I need to have a plan and say, you know what, I want to be successful. I want to make some money. Um, I got to figure this out. So the first thing I, I remember I did <clears throat> was create a plan, you know what I mean? So I could have some standards and say, you know what, this is what I need to do. This is how I need to level up. This is how I need to get better. In order for you to, you know, to get from, you know, point A to point B, you got to have a plan. You got to, you know, know what you got to get, you know, what you got to start doing. So the moment that I started doing that, I realized, okay, I'm making, you know, a uh, stride towards where I wanted to be. And where I, where, I, where I wanted to get in life. So, so now that um, I'm at a place where I think that I mean I know that I have you know certain knowledge and you know or connections or you know different things that I could provide to you know to a young entrepreneur or a young guy that you know somewhere in life right now trying to figure out you know um, how to how does he get from point A to point B, you know whether or not he's a photographer, um, real estate agent. Um, whatever business that you know what I mean that you win, you know it's just it's about it's really about it's having really the resources and guidance and the mentorship, you know, to really get you to that next level. So that's what I plan on doing is having, you know, starting this podcast, bringing in, um, you know, professional entrepreneurs who are in and who are um, expert in their field, whether it's you know real estate, whether it's uh, lending, whether it's um, uh, insurance attorney, business attorney, whatever it is, I, I have some of those resources now. So I plan on just bringing them on, on this podcast and, you know, just having, you know, basic conversation, ask them a couple of questions, you know what I mean? And so they could share their path, um, their struggles and their upbringing or whatever it is. And, you know, hopefully somebody could find something that um, within their stories that they could relate to and they could use that as inspiration and, and motivation and you know also as a resource to just reach out to that person and say, hey, I have some questions. Can you help me out? You know what I mean? So, um, like I said, we all have the knowledge. It's time to just you know start sharing it and start passing it along to the next generation. 
So one, um, like I said, one of my biggest thing is, is like I said, is to provide the resources and provide a guest, you know what I mean, to come in and, and for me to ask questions and, and start this dialogue with. So today, the first person I plan on bringing is um, is Rob, Rob Nichols, Nichols, who's the commercial, uh, I'm sorry, is the real estate um, broker, owner, um, owns um, real estate, uh, Boston Trust Realty, and also he's making the transition to hard money lending as well. So that was the first person that I've worked under. He's I've used him as my mentor, as as a person that I've watched what he's doing, what he has going on for me to, to um, you know, to to see to see his path and say, you know what, I love that. I want to duplicate what he has going on for me to actually, you know, implement some of his routine and uh, systems that he has going on. So a lot of times that, hey, Rob, what's going on? I need help with this. So that's one of my resources that I go to. So like I said, I wanted to be the first person that I bring into, you know, to my show and, and have a conversation with them and, and share that with everybody as well. So, Rob, please. So, man. man. Thank you for coming in. Absolutely. Thanks for having it. me on, man. I'm honored to be the first guest on the Level Up podcast. First guys. guest. First guest. Truly Absolutely. an honor, man. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm proud of what you're doing. I'm proud of the growth you had in the last couple of years since we've been working together, man. And uh, you're staying up. You're the key principal here at Boston Trust Realty Commercial. Absolutely. And um, you keep leveling it up, man. So I'm, I'm happy to be a part of the journey, man. And we're going to keep leveling it up together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. I appreciate that. Like I said, you know, I've watched what you've been doing and, and say, hey, you know what? This is the type of person that I want to be around. This is who I want to be in my circle. Or I want to be in his circle. You know what I mean? Just to have the, the resources, resources, the resources, knowledge, resources, and, you know, the example. Because at the end of the day, that's really what's most important is, is being able to see an example of like, oh, man, this person is doing something like I would want to do. You know, how do I do it? You know what I mean? What's the proper way? Is, you know what I mean? You might be in year 15 and I'm in year one. I can't really compare your your year 15s with my year one or year or whatever year that I'm in. So it's mostly understand like, yo, what did you do year one, you know what I mean, to get you to year 15? You know what I mean? It's right. to understand the, the transition, you know what I mean? Like I said, the leveling up. Okay, so year one was this, year two was that. You know what I mean? To understand that. So those were kind of like what I want to basically just ask you. So tell me about your, your journey into real estate. How did you get started and, yep. you know, what got you in, you know, in real estate overall, in Boston especially? Beautiful, man. So great question. Um, it's a broad question, so it's a lot yeah. to cover. But I'm going I'm to cover it as concisely as I can without missing any key parts. For sure. Um, so the first thing I want to say, um, born and raised in Dorchester, was not born with a silver spoon in my mouth. My father was an electrician in the union coming up. My mom was a hairdresser. Uh, you know, she worked in some daycares and things of that nature. My parents got divorced when I was eight, and everything shut down. It was a recession. Wow. Father got laid off. We struggled with homelessness. It was, it was crazy times. Um, you know, so as I grew and developed, things kind of stabilized. My father got a job, and we, we were able to stabilize things. I'm a graduate of John D. O'Brien at Boston Public Schools. Yeah, uh, got a, West Roxbury. Yep, <laughs> BPS, man. This is living BPS. proof. You know, you can succeed no matter where you come from at the Absolutely. end of the day, guys. Yep. But, um... Yep. I was fortunate to be in a program called Bottom Line. I, I got to mention that because they were the ones who really got me to believe that I could actually go to college. And they supported me in that, graduate, and they helped me get a job. You know, they also provide scholarships. So it's a, a program in Boston, nonprofit in Boston that started in 1998 um, to really uh, help kids from the inner city get into college, graduate, and go far. That's just slowly. So I went to UConn. It was a cool experience. You know, I really didn't know what I wanted to do back then. So I, I went into uh, something that... I was curious about, mm -hmm. but I because I really had no exposure to it, so I studied studied political science. Political science. Yep. So poli sci was cool, but I you know I toyed with going to law school, and I'm like that's not for me. And one of the cool things about Bottom Line is that they had me interning 
at Stop and Shop all through my college career. So in the summers, mm-hmm. I was making good money interning with them. Then during the school year, I worked about 20 hours a week at one of the local stores, you know, just working with the manager, shadowing them. So by the time I graduated, there was no training. They already just insert me into the system. Yeah. And it was all lovely. And, you know, I thought, you know, I was on the fast track. I had thought at that time that I was going to be, you know, going up the corporate ladder. And so, you know, first couple weeks in, it was cool. After I graduated, you know, I was in a good store training. Then I got to my store. It got a little different. I'm like, all right, it's a little bit more rigid than I thought. I don't really have the flexibility, but I knew I was only going to be there short term because yeah. they told me that, you know, you'll be able to send up the ranks pretty quickly. While that was going on, we used to have these team meetings with, um, you know, the, the entry-level managers. So one of the other young brothers who was there, Farouk Brown. Farouk, you know yeah. Farouk. I'm a Farouk. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, Farouk's yeah. in our office now. He's shout on our team. Yeah, yep. yeah, shout yeah. out to Farouk. God give you credit, man. You're the Absolutely. one that put the bug in my ear to get me going. Absolutely. So Mr. Farouk walks into our weekly meeting, suited up. You know what I'm saying? We're all in our 20s. He's got a nice briefcase. He's got glasses. And the, the head manager who's in charge of the meeting is like, man, you look like a million bucks today. He's like, yep, that's right. Yeah. So Farouk sits down. He's sitting next to me. He's like, yo, brother, I got to show you this. I got to show you something. He whips out a check for $10,000. I'm like, whoa. I said, what'd you do, rob a bank? And uh, he was like, nah, man. He's like, that's that real estate money. You know, I've been telling you about it, but I want to show you this is the proof. Like, you need to get in it. And so he had just had a closing, and, uh, you know, I was really excited. I'm like, man, because at the time, keep in mind, we only making, like, 30 to 40 grand a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And working 70 hours a week on salary. So they were getting us on the money side. So when I saw that $10,000 check, I'm like, this money's real out here. So from there, I said, all right, I don't want to be the agent. I want to be the investor. So I went, I read a book, and I ended up buying my first house. It was probably one of the worst investments to this day I ever made. (laughs) Huge mistake. And this is when you talk about mentorship. Yeah. Farouk was new, you know, so he and he he actually did tell me, don't buy that house, Rob. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I didn't listen to him. So I ended up buying, you know, it, and I made some money. I salvaged it in the end, but it was definitely not a great experience for me, man. I learned a lot. And the lessons I learned from there kind of propelled me forward. So through the transaction of buying that first house, the agent who represented me, I seen her. She walked away with like 15000 her and her broker yeah, on the deal. So I'm like, all right, they made that kind of money. And honestly, the level of service she gave me was terrible. Like, I mean, I could do 10 times better than that. Yeah, yeah. I felt like I did most of the work myself anyway. Yeah. So because I seen how she had, you know, how much she made just representing me with subpar service, I'm like, if she could do that with that low level, what could I do? You know, someone who's like committed to people. Committed to people. I love yeah, talking yeah. to people, love being around people. So um, I ended up getting my license within a year <laughs> of that first transaction. And, um, you know, once I had my license, man, I was ready and off to the races. I was trying to learn as much as I possibly can learn in real estate. Um, and then by 2008, and I had moved up the ranks and stop and shop. I went corporate and, you know, I was doing real estate on the side since 05. So mm-hmm. I was making more money from my real estate job than from my full-time job, but I still didn't have the, the backbone to lead because the market was funny. Wanted to have the benefits and everything else. So what happened was I, I went on Craigslist of all places. Uh, cause one day I had, had it up to my neck with my boss, man. I literally had my fist clenched, like thinking I want to, I really want to hit this dude because yeah. he had come at me with some crazy stuff. Yeah calling me stupid and all kind of things. And, and so it just was a tipping point for me. And my wife's like, if you're that frustrated, just go look for a job. And that night went on Craigslist. Yeah, yeah. There was an ad said, looking for a Dorchester real estate expert. That was me. Yeah, Who better yeah. than me? I interviewed the next day. They hired me on the spot. I gave my one week notice. I didn't even give them two weeks. It was a good company and a lot of good people there and a lot of good relationships there. I actually met my wife there. So nothing against the company, but just that time, I needed to get out of there as quick as I could. And they, they were understanding of the week time frame. And so I left and joined a new construction company as the head of sales. I could kind of fast forward that transition to the head of project development, project management. And so I learned how to not only obviously have selling properties, I learned how to, to, to develop construction and new construction. And then I got into flipping. 
Um, and one of the principals there, he was a commercial lender. Mm -hmm. So he took me under his wing and kind of showed me the way in the commercial side of the business, which is oh, kind of where this whole Boston Realty funding thing comes from. It's not like out of left field. I've been yeah. doing it on the side here and yeah. there for years. And I'm like, you know what? It's to a point where I think I need to formalize it and create a company and empower other young folks Absolutely. to come through and be able to do it. Because, you know, it's definitely a little different than the real estate side. You don't have to be as um, mobile. You can you know, sit from your desk, make some calls, and start making some money and learning how to do sales. So it's a really good way for folks to get into the business and learn. So that's, that's where that vision came from. So that was kind of the concise version. I tried yeah, to concise yeah, yeah. as much as I could with the key points and key stories. Yeah, that was a good. That, that was very good. I mean, some of the things that you just said, I could, you know, for me, I could, I could relate to them too because <clears throat> when I made the transition, I was working property management, and I was actually got laid off, and I was like, "Damn, what am I gonna do now?" Yep. I was on Craigslist, and I saw an ad for say a vice president. Yep. For um for um for a commercial company, I was like, you know what? Shoot, I'm coming from property management. Yep. What's the worst that could happen? That's it. Send my resume out. Boom, got an interview the next day, and you know, rest crazy. History, I much, so. See, folks, the lesson here is <laughs> Craigslist is making dreams possible, guys. Absolutely. And absolutely. now, even better, Facebook Marketplace. I got to put a plug in for that one, man. That's kind of replacing Craigslist. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah, jobs yeah. on there now. A lot of deals happening on there. Yeah, a lot of folks aren't onto absolutely. it, man. But yep, so Craigslist. You say you study political science. So, I like, did. how did that? Translate or how how can you relate that into real estate or does that that's a real good question I think you know does that help you at at all in yeah man so especially now that I'm doing some development Mm -hmm. uh, understand how to navigate the political arena you know Boston is a city where the development process is predicated on community approval so you got to know how to rub shoulders with the right folks talk to the right folks and be real at the end of the day it's not about being fake it's about being authentic. Letting folks know your vision for the city, because we're, we're all here from Boston. Absolutely. We want to make the city better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think understanding that dynamic, understanding how Boston functions and operates, when we go talk to these politicians to get their support, yeah, it's yeah, much yeah. easier for them to get behind guys like us who actually live here, we're from here, and we're keeping the money in the community. Absolutely. And we're building businesses and building the economy here. Absolutely. You and know, and that's you know, what it is. It's, it's, it's us actually doing <clears throat> and demanding you know, rather than just asking, you know what I mean? Correct. So it's just like, rather than sitting back and say, oh, we want this. I mean, even saying we want this, we don't want that. You know right, what I mean? Exactly. More complaining, not exactly. even asking, more complaining, rather than just saying, okay, you know, let's do this. Let's be more proactive and, and see what's going on. Because like, even right now, that's the things that I'm learning about, you know, are we in Mattapan right now? The history I'm learning about Mattapan and how it was all, all um, Jews and back in the day and how Beacon, uh, Beacon Hill was, you know what I mean? Just the other day I went to, um, we had an event up to um, Delaware House and I'm learning that most, you know, African-American was, you know, occupied Beacon Hill. Absolutely. South End and then how like now it's in reverse. You know right. what I mean? That's it, man. And then, like now at the same time, there's about 11 new projects that's coming up in Boston. I mean, in Mattapan where, you know, that's basically the same thing that's going to happen eventually. You know what I mean? So Right. Um, one of the thing is that, um, so, you know, what's your favorite thing about basically owning a real estate company and being, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, what's the favorite thing, you know, being a, being an owner and, you know, having to give back and, you know, what's, what's that? Yeah, man, like, how I, did... I'll tell you, you know, one thing I love about having a real estate company, Jeff, is the fact that I can empower others mm-hmm. to really aspire to be the, the best selves, but also give them the instruction on how to do it. And support them in their success. And it's a win-win. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of companies, it's about bottom line. We got to do this. We got to do that. But mm-hmm. like I really believe in people development, human development, and, and really maximizing people's potential and empowering them to do that through instruction, through sharing my experiences, through sharing the steps 
and through mm-hmm. upskilling them, helping them acquire the skills that they're going to need to be successful. And so, like, a lot of things now that we're implementing, you know, we, we got a performance-based assessments, performance improvement plans, just to keep folks accountable, see where they're not as strong, mm-hmm. and make sure we can develop that area uh, and create strength. Because that's really what's going to build a local economy, is leaders who are here, and not only leading, but empowering others to manage and lead, kind of like you're doing now, mm-hmm. and, and you got folks under you, I got folks under me, and we're going to move, kind of just move folks up and elevate collectively, man, so... All right, so for somebody who's new, who's who's basically just started whatever business that they're doing, right? I mean, yep. the whole thing is is to level up, is to teach people how to do that. So Correct. What advice would you give to a young entrepreneur? Because, like I said, I, some of the guys that I talk to, I say, you know, a lot of times I'm looking at, you know, in 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 the beginning for me, I was like, oh man, I want to be a football player. Then I realized I'm like, man, I don't want to be doing this. You yeah. know, what I, mean? I don't want to get hurt. All these different things, right? Right. But I'm realizing yep. I, as I'm as I understand more of a, of the NFL business or the NBA business or whatever it is, and I'm realizing, like I said, it's all business at the end of the day. Like you said, some people is all about the bottom line. Some people is about winning. Some people is about empowering the next the next generation. And it also translates to sports where you can see. There are teams who's just buying, you know, who's paying a lot of, you know, players or recruiting players every year just to make sure that, you know, they're in the top five, you know, uh, um, um, top five teams or whatever, right? So now, if a young person who's who's looking to come in into into real estate into whatever business, what advice would you give them as far as, um, you know, what to do on a daily basis or yep. how to, you know, set up their mindset. Because we so talk about... Key point right there, yeah. man. Yep. I was like, I know you talked about reading, you know, reading and doing those type of things. Like, what would you, what advice would you give to one of these guys as far as, you know, how to level up? Absolutely, Jeff. No, so, I mean, I, I talk to a lot of young folks about <clears throat> this and it all starts with your mindset, first yeah. and foremost. Because like... Mindset is key. Mindset is key. Yep. As human beings, we tend to err on the side of negativity. We tend to believe things are not going to work out for us. So yeah. things are going to go against us. It's just human nature to be that way. And so one of the things I tell every young person to do, young business person, get your mind right each and every day. And the best way to do that for me is listening to motivational videos or motivational Absolutely. talks. And when you got YouTube out here, guys, with all of this every information, morning. every, morning, every you, morning, I mean, I got a list. I'm, I'm trying to sum a list of my top 100 motivational speeches. I got like mm-hmm. 62 on the list right now. Okay. And uh, I mean, I got guys like Les Brown, mm-hmm. Jim Rohn, Tony Robbins, and the list goes on. But my point is that you really got to focus and, and, and force your mind to think in a different way. Right. Think differently than the norm. And so take that time in the morning to make sure you're getting your mind right, guys. Because right. like... That really will set the tone for the day. And it's one of the first things I do daily. And I feel the difference. If I don't Absolutely. do it, I, I know it's like, oh, man, I'm, I'm kind of lagging today. What's going on? And, um, you know, I call always kind of just jump in and get, you know, it could be a five-minute video. It could be a 30-minute video. It could be something in on the ride to work. Yeah. But you got to get it in because okay. a lot of our folks, you know, first and foremost, we don't have a ton of mentors and a ton of family members who are there to support us and direct us in doing those things. Yeah. So, like, first thing's your mindset. Second thing, whatever it is you want to do, go go do your research online. I call it YouTube University, guys. There's so much information on any subject matter totally for free that didn't exist 10 years ago, five years ago, even a year ago. And, um, you know, there's one guy out here, I forget his name, but uh, his channel is called Valuetainment. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know if you heard, if you guys checked him out. He recently interviewed Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. But, like, one of the things he was saying, you know, when I, when I watched one of his interviews, he's like, you know, I've gotten death threats. I've mm-hmm. gotten other dudes calling me like, hey. All the stuff you're giving away for free. That's how I make my money. You're, yeah. you're cutting me at the knees, man. He's like, I you got to stop. He's like, you know what? I'm not going to stop because I'm a successful entrepreneur myself and I feel it's important in my obligation to share. So I have my own YouTube channel and I try to share as much as I can specific to real estate, 
on my IG page. I got a lot going on with motivation and real estate as well. It's more of a mix there. And um, I got a podcast too. Um, it's really, it's called the Flippers Playbook on, on Apple iTunes and uh, Podbean. But you know, that, that's again, motivation and real estate. And I think really that's the biggest thing, Jeff. Get your mind right and make sure you get education, man, and really start understanding the steps you're going to need to follow to, to succeed. Because there's just way too many resources out there that really just take all the excuses away, guys. There's a, there's a saying, learn before you earn. That's you right. You know what I mean? Then drop the L and start earning. I mean, you can't yep. do anything if you don't know it. You know what I mean? And Correct. a lot of time people are just going to whatever it is and just say, oh, you know, because somebody say, oh, you're good at this or whatever it is. But they don't, they don't take the time to actually put in the work and actually learn the business side of things and understand how to make money, how to make the business profitable. Correct. You know what I mean? How yep. to scale the business to say, okay, you know what? Now I can't spend all my time, you know what I mean? Growing this business, but I need to have somebody growing. I mean, somebody running the business while I'm growing the business. So Correct. Um, what's the what's the hardest thing for you owning a owning a business and dealing with obviously customers, um, staff, you know, so on and so forth? What's the hardest thing about being a business owner at the end of the day? And then, well, also what's 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 the joy at the end of the night? Where you know what I mean? What what makes you feel good? Like it's the hardest thing, but at the same time, there's that good feeling as well at the end of the day. So what's that? So training and development it takes a it's a big commitment. It's a big mm-hmm. commitment. So like I'm in the process now with my companies of automating that process so that there's training videos. Folks can kind of dive into and learn, and then I can kind of fill in the gaps as they have questions or concerns and revise my material. But definitely learning how to become an effective leader. Effective Effective leader. Mm -hmm. That's the key, guys. Effective leadership is everything. Because I think as guys like us, Jeff, we're good solopreneurs. We can come in. You tell someone tells to take down that tree, man, we're going to get an axe. We'll get a hammer, we'll get a fork, yeah. but we're getting that tree down. <laughs> Absolutely. See what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's one thing for us to be able to execute and do everything ourselves, but you can't scale a business that way. No, no, and no. so the hardest thing for me to learn was to kind of start letting go of a lot of that responsibility and, and bringing in folks who could effectively do specific roles and specific tasks to, uh, you know, to, to achieve the goal. I got, so that, a, I got yeah. a question when you said that. So if you have a situation, right? So you know, um, this is this is a learning situation right now, right? If you have a situation, you got this tree, you got to take down, right? And then you know you need to axe, and then you about to, you know, you go. But now you can't. You're not gonna be the one to do that. You have to right. leave that to your team. And here's your team. You know, here's your team to come in with a knife. Right. How do you deal with that? <laughs> to let them know, yeah, like, right. bro, you need more. You need more than that. Like, you need more right. power than that. Like, yeah, man, that's effective leadership at yeah, the end yeah. of the day. And I think it's it's coaching, man. And coaching. this is why. I use you know performance improvement plans. Okay. It's just a quick little checklist. I go over with guys once a week. It takes 10 minutes. We mm-hmm. just check off certain things, and that'll allow me to identify areas with any support. Okay. So once we identify that area, then it's on me. I, I put it on my as my responsibility to, to make sure that I'm giving them everything they need to create an environment where they can win. And that's the key. And it's hard because like Sometimes we don't realize what our teams don't know until they're already in the situation. Like, whoa, 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 slow it down. You know, so like I think that was the, the hardest thing was really starting to kind of just let go of the control. You know, because obviously I got my real estate license. I'm a licensed contract. I'm doing the lending. I'm doing mm-hmm. flips, buying and holding. It's a lot. But it's like, all right, now I'm at a point where it's just a breaking point. Like I need support and I need teams. And so the joy, that's the second part of your question, really comes when your vision starts coming to life where you see and see people start to develop and they start to support you and you create an environment where everybody's winning, everybody's growing. And it's, uh, it's a beautiful thing, man. I, I love it. And, Absolutely. and, you know, and then the end result is success across the board, massive success. And that, that's what it's all about. So, okay. Now that last question, no, not last question. How important is communication and marketing? 
yep. to, to your business or to any business. You know what I mean? Because I know one of the things about small businesses, especially around the community, there's not a lot of marketing. You know what I mean? And they're not reaching or communicating to their clients, to their customer base. So I, how important do you think that is for, for business or any small business or any business overall? I think the number one thing, Jeff, the number one skill, like if there's anything I, I would impart on my new employees or new associates or new guys in sales is customer acquisition. Awesome. That's number one. Like, how do we get our customers? And they need to understand that process. And if their role is to make it happen, they need to be equipped with the tools to do it, whether it's a list to call, whether it's a script to use, whether it's an email template. Mm-hmm. That really is the number one piece to really growing businesses. And I think people get caught up in looking at logos or design or the business you know, systems and those things. But if you're not getting customers, yeah, yeah, you, know, yeah. you can't even work on your customer service. Because how do you get better if you don't get, you don't get an opportunity to practice? So I think at the core of marketing, is finding a way to engage with new people each and every day. And it doesn't have to be much. It could be door knocking. You could be putting flyers on the street. I know you do a lot of this, Jeff. Absolutely. And that's what you, So you know exactly what I'm talking about. Phone cold calling. You get a list. A thousand people. Get them calling on the list. You know, and again, it's effective. It does not expensive. And it's a, 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 a area where you can leverage that to get folks to kind of get some experience. And then you can develop them through absolutely, that process absolutely. and support them. So my last question, my, this is my claim. You know, I, I say, you know... Almost, I mean, pretty much. I feel like every business is pretty much a relatable. You know, at the end of the day, like you just said, it's about getting customers because it's so. You know, if you're in business selling, you got to get customers. You gotta, you know, you gotta provide great customer service, and that's how you make money. So, you know, when if somebody's telling me like, "Oh, you're not in my business," or you don't really understand my business setup, so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, if if you're not making money, if you're not producing, people are not calling you, you're not out there, you're not providing service and you're not taking clients two to three clients on at least on a daily basis correct whether like i said you a physical therapy business you a, a restaurant whatever it is convenience store if people are not coming into your store or not calling you not making contact um you're not your business is not growing would you agree or disagree with that i mean what's your Jeff, what, what's your take on that? i couldn't agree more i mean the thing about business guys the <laughs> challenges are always the same you know, how do we get customers? Nice. And, and the, there's, you know, maybe there's a different process, there's a different sales process or a different medium you're using to connect with folks, but you ha- you got to drive business in. Mm-hmm. How do we retain customers? How do we close customers and how do we do sales? Like Absolutely. that is fundamental business across the board, guys. And so that is universal talk, no matter what the industry, no matter what the business, no matter what the language. Exactly. So I totally agree with you. And I think that folks who think that it's not relevant don't really get business fundamentally and may not have enough experience to understand that we all face the same challenge. I talk to guys in other industries all the time. How do we find and retain good talent? That's a huge challenge. Huge challenge. You know, so like it's it's all the same, and, and we learn a lot from communicating. I was talking to one of my friends yesterday in the retail business, and we're sharing ideas about building our teams. And so, no, I totally agree with you. Couldn't agree more. Absolutely. On that point. So, well, um, last question: What's going on with you um, as you scaling up, as you growing? You know, into the hardware lending, any other business that you um, <clears throat> that you might be going into that you want to share, or you know, if anybody knew to contact you. Yep. You know. Absolutely, uh, absolutely, Jeff. No, so appreciate you uh, having me on first and foremost, man. I'm really proud of you, man. Thank you, man. Thank it's you been very uh, much. great to see your journey, your growth as an entrepreneur, and, and we're doing it together, man, and absolutely. and doing some great things here in the city of Boston, man. It's just the beginning, but um. So right now, I, I'm the founder of Boston Trust Realty Group. One of my team members here, Jeff, he's the head of the commercial division. Um, I also have Boston Realty Funding. It's a hard money lending company. So what that means in a nutshell, guys, we fund fix and flips. We fund new construction. And anything the, ba- the banks don't want, we'll take it on. The banks don't like fix and flips. They're risk averse. 
We love it. We'll take it. We'll do it for you. We give you 100% of the money to fix it or build it. And uh, you just need to put down 20%. I can give you more details if you want to reach out to me. Um, I also have a fix and flip company. So I'm actively always looking for properties. And my wife and I do buy and hold real estate as well. So we have a, a nice rental portfolio we're building. So I really cover the gamut when it comes to the real estate industry. And uh, you, know, you can contact me. You can contact Jeff. He's out here doing it as well. And uh, that's how it is, guys. And uh, again, thanks for having me on, man. Really Absolutely. appreciate it. Appreciate it again for coming in. Do you have any last advice? How to level up? If somebody need to know how to le how to level mm. up? Yes. You know, today. How did you level up today? Absolutely. So the interesting thing, guys. Everyone talks about mentorship, and there's a lot <clears> of mixed <throat> opinions about. Oh, you don't need a mentor. You do need a mentor. I, I fundamentally believe you need a mentor, but it's not how most people think. So my first mentor uh, was one of my bosses when I left my corporate job at Stop and Shop and work for the new construction company. And I didn't even realize that's what he was at the time, but I learned so much from him to the, to, it's paying dividends even till today that when I look back, I'm like, man, I had a mentor. I didn't even realize it. You know, he was just kind of my boss and kind of telling me to do this and do that. It's kind of like Mr. Miyagi, wax on, wax off. You know, you're doing it. You're going through the motions, but you don't realize what that's going to lead you to learn ultimately. And when I look back, I'm forever grateful to him. And even one of my, my early clients from 10 years ago, um, he was the first really mi middle-sized investor I worked with who owned a lot of properties across the country. I mean, just me working with him and helping him acquire properties and working on his deals, I learned so much from that experience. So I really want to challenge you to look for mentors. And it's not the typical mentor where you say, hey, will you mentor me? You're knocking on doors. It just happens organically if you're, you're able to kind of look for opportunities where you can learn a skill and empower yourself to achieve your goals. Absolutely, absolutely. Well... Rob, appreciate it. Thank Absolutely, you. Absolutely, man. Thanks again, again, Jeff. I got a special gift for you. Oh, man. It's my Thank you. It's a custom-made, you know, a leveling up lapel. So Love whenever it. you go to a professional event, yep. you know what I mean? Make sure you put that on the suit. Good, man. You know what I mean? And and keep leveling right up. And, you know, we're going to keep leveling up the community. We keep leveling up the <clears throat> society and Absolutely. keep changing the world. So Beautiful. leveling up. Appreciate it. Leveling for up, folks. Thank you. Beautiful. Thanks, Jeff. That was